What's up, everybody? It's late night with GhostCultMag.com. It's Keefe here from GhostCultMag, and you are watching the weekly ritual Ghost Cult's new show every week here on the web. And uh, it's a late one for me, but it's all good. I had a show tonight. I worked about an eight-hour day. I fit in three band interviews. I ran some of the website stuff today. And here I am. It's almost three in the morning. And we're doing the show because I got to get it in now or I'm not getting it in this weekend. So whoever's up and on, cool, hang out. If not, you're watching this on the rebroadcast perhaps or watching this on our socials. We welcome you in. This is our show where we cover music festivals, concerts, recap the features here at Ghost Cult, run down all the tours and one-off shows that might have come across the news desk this week, talk about the big stories of the week. There's a few. Share some New Music Friday stuff. Today is New Music Friday and Bandcamp Friday. We'll talk about that in a second, as well as share something from our mailbag. Today it's two somethings. Because we're just going to go big or go home all the way here. So thanks for being here. And, uh, yep, uh, we just appreciate everybody who's been supporting us across our journey here. Uh, year 11 for Ghost Cult Mag. Almost year 11. Just in between that 10 and 11 year. A few more months to year 11. It's crazy. Uh, can't believe it's May. So uh, we made it almost to the halfway point of the year. Uh, it's about four more months to Halloween, my favorite time of the year. So five more months, four more months, five months. And um, today was May the 4th. I'm still wearing my Star Wars shirt. It's not May the 4th. It's not over for me until I take this shirt off. Not on camera because I don't do that shit. But uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Um, you know, it's been a wild and woolly week. I came from a show tonight. I had, there was like, a myriad of choices of shows in the Bay Area where I'm stationed out of here. And I ended up going to see the band I thought I may not get to see too many more times, which was L7, the classic punk band from the 90s, rock and punk. It was an amazing show. They played almost 20 songs in two hours. They had a, an awesome opening uh, group. And uh, yeah, it was it was a, a time, but then it took me like two plus hours to get home. Then I had to come home, I'm gonna decompress for a minute, work on the the show here, and then run the show. It's almost three in the morning, but right after this show's over, I'm going to bed. So enjoy me. I'm still awake. I'm still lively, and uh, we'll see how I do for work tomorrow when I have to get up. But no biggie. So let's let's get into the show. And here's our little deck for the week. So we prepare our new show. And let's just remind everybody, again, please check out, if you're not familiar with us, chances are this is your first time ever seeing our stuff. So we are ghostcoltman.com. Comparable to your blabber mouths, your loud wires, your metal sucks, your metal injections, lamb goat, metal insider, piercing metal, the finest metal websites in the world. We are one of them. We like to think we are. I think we are. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here and watching. And yeah, we're we're gonna do it live. We're gonna continue to do it live. Let's see what we got here. So again, I had a, a Star Wars themed first meme. If you're the best experience to watch this show, by the way, is Twitch, YouTube, 
or Facebook because you get to see the entire show. But if you're watching on one of the socials like Insta and TikTok, drop some questions. Uh, when, uh, anybody who gives us a super chat or a super thanks on YouTube or a gift of a donation on one of these channels, we'll gladly answer any question you have about the world of rock and metal. But uh, I'm not doing any fun drinking games or anything because, again, right after this, I'm going to bed. It's too late for me to do some drinking and still get up and function tomorrow because I'm hella old. But in any case, yep, uh, here's all the kinds of metal as Star Wars characters. I think it's pretty funny. I like that Darth Maul is doom metal particularly. So it's time for some housekeeping. Again, here's how we do the show. In order, announcements, anybody that's passed away, anything major going on. Um, then our features here at Ghost Cult, interviews, special articles, things like that. Uh, are different things or different platforms. We just give a rundown of what's going on on each of them. Then the major festivals are the ones coming up soon. There's a few this weekend. There's a bunch just announced. There's some new developments in a few of them. Then concert tours. We'll keep that one a little shorter this time. Uh, yep, on TikTok, I am not accepting any guests unless somebody popped up that was from Ghost Cult as a guest. I'm not going to. You know, don't spam me, bro. Don't tase me, bro. So that's the housekeeping. After we do the concert tours and one-off shows, we run down the major news stories of the week. Obviously, stuff is, it's already morning in Europe and new things are happening, but this is as of this time right now as I'm recording. Then some New Music Friday business. Just run down a few albums you need to get today. And then we finish off with the mailbag and I go to sleep. That's the show. That's the, that's the housekeeping of the show. So time for some announcements. We're going to announce the announcements of the announcements. Uh, it was a, a tough one, tough couple of weeks in the music world. We lost some greats. So we're going to recap a few of those right now. Uh, you may not be familiar with Harry Belafonte. is not rock or metal, but Harry Belafonte, in addition to being the king of Calypso, one of the greatest singers of all time, was an enormous, an enormously important, vital political activist in America for the last 60 years of his life, maybe even 70 years. Uh, there will never be another like him. He is arguably one of the first people to use his celebrity for political activism. Uh, there were some folk artists who did this. There were some pop culture artists who did this later because they followed his example. And even if the music is not for you, you probably know the Banana Boat song. But really, I think of Harry Belafonte. I think of an indelible, loud voice for you know politics and fighting oppression and things like that. So really a terrible loss. I mean, you, you know, he was older, uh, an elderly person, but still, just still sucks. Moving on. Uh, this is terribly sad. Jordan Blake, the original frontman and vocalist of a Skylit tribe, died. He was uh, very young. We don't know the cause of death, but he struggled with health issues for many years. It actually initially forced him from touring. He did reunite with the band a little bit the last few years for a couple of anniversary shows. And it's possible he was going to come back out with them again in the future as they continue to do these anniversary album tours. But he passed away. The family is asking for privacy right now. 
hugely influential in the world of post-hardcore and metalcore. Definitely a Skylight Drive was an innovative band. So, you know, and Jordan was part of that. So rest in peace, Jordan. Rest in peace. Uh, Tim Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive, he had left the band right before their final big hit, but he was intrinsic to their early success as a guitar player and a songwriter, along with his brothers and Fred Turner. Uh, I believe he was ill for a long time, so rest in power. Tim, also very sad. Taking care of business, you ain't seen nothing yet. Those are the songs he's well known for. And then, um, not that he passed this week, but this is D.H. Peligro of Dead Kennedys. And TMZ, you know, it's always very tough when a celebrity or a musical artist dies. And I know that people want to know why. But how the reporting is done sometimes leaves me dumbfounded. And I, you know, you, do, you guys tell me in the comments... Do you really want to know how they died? Does it matter to you how they died as much as that they lived? I like to remember people how they lived. I'm sad that they died. Um, so TMZ reported that DH, who had died suddenly out of nowhere in his home, TMZ reported that he died from a combination of drugs like fentanyl and heroin. Uh, apparently, though, when they found the body and East Bay Ray was there, from Ted Kennedy's, he told the sheriffs, hey, you know, this guy has been battling with cancers and chemo wasn't working and the radiation made it worse. And so, you know, not that that's an excuse or anything, but, you know, drug drug abuse is an illness at heart. Um, however you feel, it's still an illness. And, you know, maybe we didn't get the whole truth, but apparently the cops were told the whole story and what they released in the report was none of that. Just they oh he overdosed. So it's not every not everything is black and white. And I don't know. I have a real journalism background, unlike most people who do what we do. I'm sorry. I'm gonna you know give myself a little pat on the shoulder here and say you know this is still a person that lived. His family reads these stories. They read these things, and we should take care with how the reporting is done. It should not be sensational. In my opinion, I don't think these things need to be sensationalized. Died by suicide. It's like. Uh, that's a fact, and I know it gets clicks, but, you know, we could also have a little care for people who leave behind families and loved ones and fans, you know? Just my two cents. You tell me if you agree or disagree. I may be in the minority. People might want to really hear, you know, they might want to really hear uh, the dirty details. I don't care for that, honestly, but sometimes we report them and sometimes I we don't. Uh, also this week, just as a matter of fact, it was the 10th anniversary of the passing of Jeff Hanneman of Slayer. We wrote a little feature. We're about to hit our features section. So I felt this was a nice segue between the sections. And uh, yeah, man, Jeff uh, Slayer was never the same after Jeff passed away. I love Gary Holt. He's one of my heroes and favorite people in all of metal. One of my favorite performers to watch live. I photographed Gary when I photographed Slayer. He used to do a lot of concert photography about, you know, seven to 10 years ago. And uh, got to see Slayer many times with Jeff. And, you know, the guy's importance can't be understated 10 years since he's gone. Just hurts. Just totally hurts. And so, that out of the way, here is a picture, if you're watching this on the stream, it's Kermit D. Ferg, which kind of sums up my journalism 
uh, an integrity speech a minute ago. It's also, an, on the other hand, I'm also this guy. I'm that guy and I'm this guy at the same time. So what are you going to do? I don't know. This picture amuses me. I like Kermit the Frog as a reporter. He's wearing a raincoat and a shirt and tie, frogs, and a, and a, and a hat. So here's some of our features this week at Ghost Cult. We had a couple of interviews. We interviewed Chad Gailey. You might know him from Band Mortuous. You definitely know the band Necrots, one of the most acclaimed death metal bands of the last few years. They are working on a new album now. Mortuous put out a record last fall. We caught up with Chad a couple of months ago, and we're running the interview now. We talked about both bands. He mostly talked about Mortuous. Necrot is about to kick off a tour. Um, we'll focus on that a little bit next week when those dates hit, but... Necrot's about to kick off their, finally kick off their headline tour to support that album. And Chad's a dude, I see him around, he's in the Bay Area, and I see him around town, and he's just pleasant as pie. And this interview is really informative. And if you are interested in drum, metal drumming, death metal, technical death metal drumming, Chad's, Chad's a very solid foundational guy to talk to. And I, I like talking to him quite a lot. Bearded Gonzo is here, Benin is here. We've got some people here. Mike Cordes is here on TikTok. There's a couple of people watching on all these channels. Oh, we got some comments. And it's unfortunately human nature. Sasha McMahon, uh, Sasha Mahone, I apologize, says, unfortunately human nature to want to know the grisly details and speculate. I don't want to know. It's not important. I agree. Thank you, Sasha. I, I tend to agree with you. So, yeah, that's our interview. We interviewed Chad. Uh, here's... The 69 Eyes, who just kicked off a U.S. tour, they're going to be on the mostly on the West Coast the next few weeks, including Sick New World Fest, which we'll talk about that next week in our show. But I interviewed Yerky69 on the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, some people don't like these. these. This show will show up as a podcast also later in the weekend, but in case you don't have time to watch videos and you just like listening to podcasts while you work or work out or bone or do homework or whatever it is puff puff pass whatever you do uh you know check out our interview with yerky he's a legend uh 69 eyes gothic rock band romantic gothic rock band have been around for um i don't know 20 plus years uh 25 years and um yeah great guy to interview and talk about and uh he talked about signing a new record deal they have a brand new album out He's been guesting on albums like Steve Zing from Danzig's band, who has a solo album out, or not a solo album, but his band album, his side band album. Yerky was on that album. Lots of cool stuff. Guy's, guy's a legend. So uh, remember, the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast is a thing. And also this week, we shared another episode uh, we like to call the Steve and Keefe Power Hour. Our senior editor in the UK, Steve Tovey, manages our entire reviews team. If you've got a band, you can submit yourself to be reviewed. It's preferable if your album is not out yet. This is for just some free advice for everybody in the music business. If you've got a band or you're a solo artist or whatever, and your album has not come out yet, you're in a better, you got a better chance of getting listened to and reviewed and talked about or a news share rather than if it's been out already. Now, that shouldn't discourage you entirely. There's things you can do. There's techniques you can do to kind of get the interest back up once it's out, but just letting you know. Uh, so Steve and I get together once a month on the podcast, which has many episodes, interviews, different things. And Steve and I recapped the month before. So Steve and I got together and we talked about all the releases in March. 
the standout ones, including Ghost Cult's album of the month, which you can only hear on the podcast, which one we our staff voted on and picked. And then we forecast the month of May. So not only the stuff that's out today and this weekend, but all the records coming. And this, so this is how a lot of people tell me like, oh, I didn't know this band had a new album out. Well, there's lists you can follow. You can follow our website, but maybe you don't have time for that. So if you catch this podcast once a month, you're going to get the scoop on the records that are coming out. So I think it's pretty killer. Another podcast you will find here at Ghost Cult Mag is the Heavy Business Podcast. We share their podcasts. That is brought to you by C-Squared Music Marketing and PR. By the way, if you're looking for a PR, they are excellent at PR, but they also interview music industry people, band members, stuff like that, to talk about their musical careers and give free advice to DIY musicians. I'm a big fan. I'll be on very soon once again as a guest. Moving on, another podcast, because I'm not busy enough. I am the co-host of the Glacially Musical Podcast, Beer, Metal, Swearing, Podcast, as in poor beer. And we nerd out on vinyl, and we do deep dives on band discographies, and we talk about some other stuff, and we wear hipster shirts and drink craft beer and analyze the beer and analyze records. So we are in the midst of our series of the early albums of Def Leppard. Not too big a fan of their more recent and later stuff. They have a new record coming out soon. They have a live record coming out. There's a book about them coming out that they made. But this is the classic early Def Leppard run of albums. If you love heavy metal and hard rock from the 80s, Def Leppard is about as good as it gets. This is not their most popular record, but you know, it's an excellent record, Pyromania. And uh, it's the one that helped put them on the map because this record came out right at the same time as MTV. And these guys were MTV darlings with their uh, Union Jack uh, booty shorts that they were wearing and uh, just their campy fun vibe. Mm. All the craft beers, Sasha. Um, I actually didn't have a beer this week. I'm contemplating doing a dry June. But uh, Nick is really the beer expert, and I just like we just I just like drinking some some good beers. What's the last beer I had that was really good? We have a lot of good breweries here in San Francisco. Fort Point Brewery is one that I like here. Anchor is also located here in San Francisco. So I don't know. I'm thinking about a dry June. Uh, I'll probably be back on my beer shit next week. But uh, Nick is the authority on beer. If you really want to, like, we got so weird and deep on stuff that we um we were watching like beer TikToks, and so there's this you know like everybody's like, what's the perfect pour? Like we're not bartenders. We're drinking beer to enjoy the beer. And I found uh, on a TikTok that if you pour the beer just straight in not attractive at all with a giant head of foam, all the gas dissipates from the glass if you let it settle. And then you drink a, a beer that puts no extra gas in your body and you just enjoy the beer. It doesn't look cool, but it's fun. And it actually helps the taste of your beer. So check it out. Try it out and tell us what you think. We like to call it the finger fudge point. Oh yeah, droid theory, of course, of course. Yeah, I will. We, we should get some beer. Uh, somebody sponsor us. Uh, by all means, sponsor the Glacial Musical Podcast. We're always looking for sponsors here at Ghost Cult. We're going to talk about our affiliate partner for this video in a few minutes. But yeah, Glacial Musical. Uh, we have a beer expert and we're two vinyl nerds and metal and rock experts. So a lot of fun. We've done a lot of stuff. Uh, we may hit 300 episodes this year. So uh, it's wild. And I think Ghost Cult is definitely going to hit 300 episodes very soon, probably this summer. Moving right along. We're also on Twitch. I, I keep 
swearing I'm going to stream once a week or twice a week. But if you're on Twitch and you do Twitch and you're watching this on Twitch, please give us a sub. Help us out. Tell me what you'd like us to talk about. I, I think Twitch can be a uh, an opportunity for us for things we can't get away with here on YouTube, like reaction videos and watch-alongs and things like that. So I really want to. I really look at this goofy ass picture of me. Look at this face. Don't you want to see more of me and hear more of me? Of course you do. So yeah, we're on Twitch. Give us a follow. We also launched a Reddit. Uh, I've been a big Reddit fan for a long time. And a lot of our stuff seems to get shared on Reddit. And a lot of people have been talking to me. And I may not know this, that I am also a social media and marketing expert in my day life when I'm not doing Ghost Cult, which is always, but when I'm not doing it. And so... Um, I thought I would launch an official Reddit for Ghost Cult. So if you want to sign up and look us up, we are Ghost Cult Magazine on Reddit. And I think we're going to post all our content there just as a, like just to be there. So if you want to eventually get off Twitter and get off Instagram and get off TikTok and get off this merry-go-round of these channels that don't love us back, and you just want the news feed right to your phone, be on Reddit with us. I'll link it in the description after this runs. And we're still running our contest with Salt of the Earth Records. Uh, we are doing a contest, Salt of the Earth, about a month ago, sent me a whole box of vinyl and CDs and other cool stuff and merch. And I decided to give half of it away because uh, they sent me doubles of everything, including vinyls. And then I was like, all right, that's cool. But what can make this even cooler is I have a treasure trove. I have, I'm not trying to brag, but I have thousands of dollars of metal merch, shirts, vinyl, CDs, Patches, pins, stickers, other cool stuff, little surprises, knickknacks. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make three prize levels for the salt of the earth packages, and then I'm gonna add like another 25, 30 bucks worth of merch from Ghost Cult. So we're doing this giveaway. It's gonna run till June 1st. It is open up to the entire world as long as your country allows giveaways, which is most of them. But you know, read the rules and the details at our site. You enter on our post on Instagram, on our reel. You got to comment and hashtag your favorite genre. And if you want extra entries, you share it and tag your friends. But check out our contest. It's running for a month. You'll hear me talk about this frequently. We're going to reshare it frequently, pump up those numbers, and get you all some free stuff from Ghost Cult. We haven't done a contest in about six months. It's been tough. We haven't had something to give away, but I wanted to... Get out there and give some stuff away. All right. Here we go. That was that was 23 minutes for the intro. It's a long one. Uh, but this is going to go pretty quick because these two sections were very long last week. And they're a little shorter this week. So we're gonna, I'm going to try to blast through these. Let me take a quick sip of my Waterloo Orange Vanilla Seltzer. It's not very metal, but it's delicious. I'm a seltzer fan. Move it along. Desert Fest London is kicking off to this weekend. It's actually starting today. Our team is there in the UK. Duncan Evans and Gloomy Lights Photography. Gemma Shaw, welcome back. It's been a while. We haven't gotten to work with her, especially in a while. Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Graveyard. Corrosion and Conformity. Boris. Uh, I mean, Crowbar. Church of Misery. Weed Eater. King Buffalo. Blood Ceremony. Who's got a brand new album out. Just insane, insane lineup. Desert Fest always does a fantastic job. They have Desert Fest Berlin. They have Desert Fest New York. Later this year, we will also be covering. So Desert Fest, go check it out or just follow it. 
And maybe you'll go in the future. I, I might try to go next year. I don't know. I'm overdue to get back to Europe and see all my European friends. And most of our staff is in Europe. So maybe I'll see them. Rock for Ronnie is this weekend uh, in Los Encino Park near you know Los Angeles-ish area. And it's got an all-star gang of talent. I'm sure there'll be videos posted online. And, you know, we love Ronnie James Dio who passed away many years ago uh, from cancer. So this event benefits the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout for Cancer charity. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you want to go and hear this and hear some all-star talented type people play Dio, Rainbow, Sabbath covers, and, and some hit originals probably. Check this event out. We've covered it in the past in person. Beach Life Festival, maybe not for everybody watching this, but we just like to give it a shout out. It is uh, help put on by uh, Jim from Pennywise. We're big fans. He always has a side stage of punk rock guys doing unplugged stuff, and he's one of them. Beach Life Festival, I think it's uh, Redondo Beach. Black Keys, Pixies, who just kicked off a tour. Modest Mouse, Tegan and Sarah, Kurt Vile, Gwen Stefani, Sublime with Rome. Band of Horses, Iration, Cool Band, Black Crows, John Fogarty Solo, uh, you know, just a, a bunch of cool bands and on the beach and kind of beach things and good food and good people. And it's it's a little bit of a family type of atmosphere compared to some festivals. So that seems like, you know, if that's kind of your vibe musically, I think you would have a good time. Wear your sunblock and hydrate, of course. Couple of festivals coming up later this month. We are into May, unbelievably. It's coming around the corner. Sonic Temple and Milwaukee Metal Fest. We're hoping to cover both of those. I do believe we are. Sonic Temple has Tool, Godsmack, Beartooth, Avenged Sevenfold, Queens of the Stone Age, Chevelle, I Prevail, Knock Loose, Arf Arf, motherfucker. Uh, Kiss, Rob Zombie, Falling in Reverse, unfortunately. Pucifer, Trivium, Black Veil Brides, Foo Fighters, Deftones, and many more. Jawbreaker, big Jawbreaker fan here. And Milwaukee Metal Fest resuscitated and brought back to life from the dead by Jamie Josta of Hatebreed. And Milwaukee Metal Fest is headlined by Biohazard. The return of Biohazard, the first show they're going to be doing, reunited with their classic lineup, Anthrax, in a rare show this year. Lamb of God, Dark Angel, Napalm Death, Suicidal Tendencies, Machine Head at a rare festival, and a bunch of other killer bands. That's at the... Was that the Raven in Milwaukee? I think so. Moving right along. Monsters of Rock has announced their first bunch of bands for 2024 for their cruise, cruises to us count as festivals. So Joe Satriani, Ace Freely, The Darkness, KK's Priest, Except, and many others are the first bands announced for the cruise. That always sells out. So if you feel like you want to go, you better get your tickets ASAP because that thing always sells out. Two other festivals happening in the UK later this year. Here's one for July, late June, early July. Tech Fest, which is usually tech metal, as they call it, or technical death metal or progressive metal. Suffocation, Chelsea Grin, Born of Osiris, Loathe, bands of that ilk. That looks like a pretty sick lineup. That's in the UK. Also, the Burn It Down, All Dare or Two Dare. Also in the UK, this is later in the year in September. Loathe again, Heart of a Coward, Harriot, one of the best bands out there. Ithaca, great band. Being is an Ocean, 
as everything unfolds, who have a brand new album out, Higher Power, Dream State, Desolated, just a lot of killer bands. This this is your scene. You might go to both of these things. I'm not sure. Or at least one of them. One, I feel like Tech Fest a little hev- heavier than the Burn It Down Fest. You, what do you think, looking at this lineup? All right. Supersonic Festival has been announced. This is also for September in Birmingham. And, um, yeah, Deerhoof, X, Easter Island Head, Hey Colossus, Infinity Knives, Backwash, Godflesh, who have got a new album coming out next month, Ash Inspire, House Lords, Oxbow, the return of Oxbow with a new album coming soon, uh, Lancum, $75 bill, just Big Brave with Jessica Moss, that sounds amazing. So Silver Moth, that sounds like a really cool, interesting little festival also, and a bunch of other bands. So it's time to talk about one of our affiliate sponsors, High B&B. With festival season around the corner, you might be traveling to go to some of these music festivals or tours around the world. And if you're 420 friendly, you know with hotels and Airbnb, you have a hard time being accepted. You're worried about smelling like smoke, puffing up and getting a fine or a fee or a charge or a cleaning charge that's astronomical because they smelled smoke on you. Not at High B&B. High B&B is the premier brand for cannabis enthusiasts and their experiences. And their slogan is stay high, play high, and get high with High B&B. They have cannabis deliveries to your cannabis safe Airbnb, basically. It's much more than just Airbnb for, for weed heads. And so we are an affiliate partner. You should check out our link in the description. If you book through them, we get a little bit of dap and a little bit of money. They're just breaking into America the last year. They started in Canada. They're going to take over the world because especially in our scene, a lot of people puff. They they get lit, yo. So I think this is a great brand. We try not to support anything that we don't, personally love and support uh my dude matt kennedy is here matthew i miss you and love you dude uh just want to say that and uh yeah matt would go to high bnb he would have a great time because i believe matt uh he may or may not partake but still but uh yeah moving right along as i try to get through this and go to sleep because it is 3 18 uh in the morning here in california and i'm kind of dying a little inside but i'm doing this I'm going to power through and get this done. Uh, Here's just a bit of fun. Uh, The Met Gala was uh, this week in New York, if you care about pops, pop culture stuff. And uh, here's Frances Pugh. I don't know what this thing is on her head, some kind of uh, crown of threads. Frances Pugh of Midsommar and uh, the not Skojo Black Widow. And I just kind of took this picture together and I was like, who wore it best? Florence Pugh. Zero, who is the current frontman of Static X, or Wayne Static, rest in power, Wayne, uh, the the shocking hairdo. Anyway, it was funnier in my brain when I did this meme. Not, not as much. Not as much. Lamb of God, as we get into the big tours, Lamb of God announced probably the biggest tour of this week that we did not know about yet. Their headline tour kicking off later this summer, Ice Nine Kills, with support from a variety of different bands, The Black Dahlia Murder, After the Burial, Suicide Silence, Acacia Strain, Alpha Wolf, 
and Frozen Soul. Those guys are blowing up Frozen Soul with their new album. So um, huge news that I think the pre-sale's on right now and the tickets might be already going on sale today. So it's not that many dates. So I think it's a little more regional as opposed to blanketing all the cities. So it's just my two cents worth. Uh, Lamb of God, still one of the best live bands ever. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, Randy, dude, I uh, I need to interview that dude before it's all said and done. Beartooth is on tour right now with Trivium. And uh, we are trying to get coverage for that tour. It's a little hard. Beartooth's on like Red Bull Records. Um, I met Caleb and he's mad nice. But yeah, Beartooth and Trivium, what like on paper, that's like a little weird, right? But like, because Trivium is like the premier you know, thrash metal band now. And uh, they're just funny. I remember when they were first starting out, they're like huge veterans now. The scene, they've had two records in the last three years. And they're co-headlining, or I think Beartooth might be totally headlining over them. Uh, and I think they're working on a new album too, Beartooth. So that's that's pretty cool. I enjoy them live more than I enjoy them on record. That's just me personally. Thank you for following Mike Cordes. We appreciate you uh, on, on TikTok. If anybody's out there, we, we appreciate it. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Aerosmith has announced their farewell tour. Just like a year ago, Brad Whitford had said, like, I don't think we can physically tour. We are all like 70 years old and this guy beat cancer and this guy has heart problems and Steven's got issues. Uh, I think Steven needs money for his upcoming civil legal defense from his case. But uh, Aerosmith announced the peace out farewell tour running through the beginning of 2024 the black crows are going to open every date of that tour so just on paper aerosmith playing a farewell concert with the black crows opening sounds awesome to me uh i would love to see them i'm sure the last show is weirdly not in boston i know they just did like a big boston concert they finally did like they did like their 50th anniversary concert two years too late because of covid but they did it and so maybe that's why the last show is not in Boston, but kind of it's just like Kiss. You want Kiss to do their last show in New York, and you kind of want Aerosmith to play their last show in Boston. And kind of you would want Metallica to play their last show in San Francisco, I think, or L.A., maybe San Francisco. Anyway, the Pixies, who I mentioned earlier, being at Beach Life Festival this weekend, they kicked off their new headline tour this week in Oakland. And Pixies put out a new record last year. Still an incredible alternative rock band, if that's your kind of thing. I'm a big fan. That's another bucket list guy I would love to talk to someday is Frank Black. Uh, this is Sanguisa Gabog, and they have announced a huge headline tour. I have it here. It is Sanguisa Gabog with Cruelty, Vomit Forth, and more. Um... Gates to Hell, Deterioration, Deterioration, sorry, Dead Body, also on select dates. Pretty cool. Uh, Sanguisa Gabog, a lot of people talking about that technical death metal band right now. And we had an interview with uh, one of their guys not too long ago. So. L7 is where I was earlier tonight. L7 not only is wrapping up their U.S. tour. They played their first show tonight in Berkeley, California. I was there. It was awesome. And they're playing all of the Bricks Are Heavy and album in its entirety, 30 years of Bricks, of he or Bricks Are Heavy, with their greatest hits as well. So it's a kind of a two-hour show. And then they are finally making up their Australia and New Zealand dates in about two weeks. 
So if you've been waiting for them to come down under, it is happening. Finally. Is there a, is there a club in in Wellington, New Zealand that is called San Fran? That's insane. Uh, else, they were so good tonight. They were so good. Uh, I might do a review. I, I was kind of there as a fan, but I might just have to write up a review about it because I just love the show so much. It was so killer. They were so much fun. They were cracking jokes. They were they were the the fans were like rowdy and unruly. It was a cool mix of fans, young and old. So it was a lot of fun to see who they were bringing out. They're still rip it. I saw them like thirty eight years ago in a little club in New York City. Uh, not that little, but littler than, you know, it's not a huge, you know, they were big and it wasn't the biggest place you could have played. I think there was a lot of gigs that night that were, you know, sucking up the venues. Massacre is going to do a brief run of Canadian dates on top of their other tours. And our homies in Narcotic Wasteland, Dallas Toller Wade is the front man in Narcotic Wasteland, formerly of Nile. They are going to directly support this tour from Massacre, two of the best death metal bands or death metal artists to ever do it. And uh, Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa, not a lot of cities, but Brass Monkey, I know that place is famous. Saw them on the Hungry for Stink tour, very jealous of you. Um, very jealous of literally Robert Dean. If you saw them on that tour, I am, I'm jealous. I don't get jealous a lot, but I'm jealous there. Okay. Smile Empty Soul is kicking off a headline tour this weekend, I believe. And they have some very interesting openers. The Nocturnal Affair, who's a pretty badass rock band, but also the Stone Eye, the Stoner Doom Band, psychedelic stoner rock band from the Philly area. We're big fans of theirs. And they have a new record they announced that's coming out. They put out a couple of new singles. So that's a big get for those guys. Smile Empty Soul is like one of those post-grunge Second wave of grunge bands from the late 90s, early aughts, early 2000s. And uh, they got a couple of radio hits. I'm sure you would know them if I sang you one, but I'm it's late and I'm tired. Almost done, folks. Nita Strauss has announced some headline tour dates with Lions at the Gate, which is the new band from Christian from El Nino. Nita is back in Alice Cooper's band. He has a ton of touring coming up this summer, but she's going to do a headline run to support her solo career in the meantime. Big fans of Nita here at Ghost Cult. Necro Goblicon is about to kick off the Goblin Mode Tour with Inferi, Aether Realm, Hunt the Dinosaur. It's like a crazy tour. Uh, that's literally, literally kicking off mid-next week, May 9th to June 17th. So six weeks, basically five, six weeks of Necro Goblicon Goblin Mode Tour dates. You know when you see this meme, if you're watching on Twitch or YouTube, we are going to go through the news. We are almost there, my friends. We're almost there. It's a little concoction here. Okay. Almost done. Sleep token. Yeah. We, um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this news? Do we need to really talk about people breaking wind at the show or shitting in the mosh pit by accident or shitting themselves? Is this really where our brains go? Sleep token is such a cool, fun, awesome story of a band. Is this really what we want to spend our time talking about? We didn't. I heard the story. We didn't run it. Um, get hip to Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol out of ATX. That's Austin. I will check them out. Uh, Pete, by the way, people leave comments, especially on our YouTube, about other bands that often do the like, I've never heard of this band. 
check this band is better than Metallica. You should listen to this band I've never heard of. But we read every comment, and I do check out those bands. So I will come back to this, literally, Robert Dean, and I will check that band out. It's the Sasha says about the uh, sleep token fart story. It's the most Aussie thing I can think of. I live here, but I'm not an Aussie. All right. You're an expat from somewhere else. Very cool. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Um, oh, easily the best band out of Austin. That's a tall, that's a tall order. That's a tall order. I can think of a few great ones, but I get you. I do get you. All right, it's time for some news. Let's run it down. The story of the week. The story of the week is uh, Rage Against the Machine is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm super happy for them. They put out probably one of the best responses ever to getting an, an induction into the Hall of Fame, which was like littered with their whole history of activism and passions and leftist politics that people don't like and things. They love the music and then they don't realize they're listening to this band that the murder base is here. They don't realize that this band is, uh, you know, that this band is a whole thing. But uh, the Rage Against the Machine is in. And the problem becomes the rest of it. And and I'm going to clarify, I probably should have made this a separate live stream just to discuss this. So getting in the Hall of Fame, Kate Bush, who everybody knows from Stranger Things, running up that hill. Cheryl Crow, all I want to do is have some fun. Every day is a winding road. Some lame song with Kid Rock, who she used to be with. Missy Elliott, cool. George Michael, cool. Willie Nelson, eternally cool. Rage, The Spinners, 50s R&B band. DJ Cool Herc at the dawn of hip-hop. He was there in the Bronx, my hometown. Link Ray, enormously influential. Shaka Khan, one of the best R&B singers ever. Al Cooper, influential artist and producer. Bernie Taupin, the lyricist of Elton John. Any Elton John song you've ever loved, Bernie probably wrote the lyrics. And Don Cornelius of Soundstream. Uh, hey, Murder Bass, welcome from watching from Iran. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you. Um, so here's the problem. And for like, I get it. This is these the, there's a lot being talked about right now. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't like metal. They have very few women in. I'm not trying to shit on the fact that they put in these women. I'm not trying to like they've never been strictly rock. They certainly don't love metal. They have a couple of metal bands. But like, it's like the Sports Hall of Fame. This is my opinion. I've given this opinion in a few places already, but either you're an automatic lock or you are not deserving. So if you have to make an argument to get your person in that you want, if you have to make a case for them, if it's like, I don't know, they kind of should be in. No, it's either like automatic yes or no. And who didn't get in is Iron Maiden and Soundgarden, who have been on the bill for a long time. Soundgarden started before Rage Against the Machine many, by many years. Iron Maiden has been eligible forever. I know the Priest got in last year, and you know I was like, oh, it would be kind of cool if Maiden gets in there. Very overdue. I mean, it's not so much the wrong bands. Like I said, the, it's their, It's a private club. It's owned by like Rolling Stone. Jan Wehner was the founder of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it's their opinion. It's never been strictly rock bands. They've always had gospel, blues, rap. I'm fine with that. I love Kate Bush. She is not a Hall of Famer. I like Sheryl Crow. I've actually seen her in concert at Woodstock 94 when she first came out and blew up. She is not a Hall of Fame artist at any way. Uh, fight, fight me. Prove it to me. I doubt it. You know, I love George Michael. And he's an incredible pop star. And he was enormously gifted and charitable and died very young. You can, he should be in, like, if Whitney Houston is in and 
Michael Jackson is in. You can't keep out him. Eminem was in last year, and he certainly deserves it. Missy deserves it. She's the biggest selling rap artist ever. But it's like, how are you going to leave out Iron Maiden? How are you going to leave out Iron Maiden and not put in Soundgarden, especially after Cornell passed away a few years ago? Like, come on, man. Okay, I'm I'm done being mad. I'm probably just wasting my energy on this. But it's pretty outrageous, especially Maiden, to not get in and not get in over, especially Sheryl Crow, who I just don't think is a Hall of Famer. And I would leave everybody else in. You know, they have categories or whatever. It took Rush a long time to get in, Sasha says. It did. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm Like, Kate Bush is enormously talented, and she's got a couple of hit records, but I just don't think that she's top of mind. If you say, who are the best bands from from rock and heavy metal in of all time? Iron Maiden is absolutely in the top five of all time, and Soundgarden is probably in the top 10 or 20. And I don't think Kate Bush is in the top 20 uh singers of all time or maybe 50 i'm not sure you know i'm just not sure she's got a handful of hits herself she's on a couple of cool peter gabriel songs she's had a huge surge of popularity that's this voting started before that happened but like i don't know i don't know i'm just mad i'm just a bad old dude yelling at the clouds get off my lawn but what do you think? You know, and then the CEO, and then just really quick, the CEO of the Hall of Fame was like, usually anybody that gets nominated, they get in eventually. It's like, dude, shut up. Shut all the way up right now. Um, yeah, I, I believe Maiden will someday get in and Soundgarden will someday get in. And Allison Chain should have already been in, especially if Pearl Jam and Nirvana are in, but okay. And I don't know how many other metal bands are going to get in anyway. So that's kind of why I wanted Maiden to get in very badly. But I'm very proud of Rage Against the Machine. And uh, we'll see. They have kind of, um, you know, they're not touring this year because Zach got injured on their comeback tour. When they finally got to have their comeback tour, he blew out his knee or his Achilles tendon. The, uh, you know, the um, blew out his Achilles tendon and sat on a speaker for a whole tour. I don't even know how he did that. He, he must have been in excruciating pain. Just touring is physically difficult. I, I know Ozzy is in the news this week saying, like, I'll, I have to find a way to tour somehow. And it's like, dude, I don't want him to die in a tour bus. It's exhausting to go on tour. It's, it's, it takes a lot out of you physically. Even if he sat on stage, which no one wants to see, have him in a chair singing. Like, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. But, yeah, I, I just feel like it's unfair to, to Maiden and Soundgarden. When they get it wrong, the Hall of Fame's like the Grammys. They get it way wrong when they get it wrong. All right, enough about this. I spent 10 minutes talking about this. Moving right along. Today is Bandcamp Friday. And despite some crappy stuff that they're doing, like union busting of the brand new union that's happening there, today is the day where Bandcamp forgoes their share of every sale and gives all the money, except for some processing fees, which are minute, to the artists. So if you have a band... Find Ghost Cult's posts on social media and drop a link to your band, and we will at least check you out, follow you, play your music, and we might buy something. I usually buy a few things every Bandcamp Friday. And then if you don't have a band and you're just a music lover, you should be using Bandcamp anyway because they pay the artists actually a fair share, unlike Spotify, and drop a comment to your favorite band that has a Bandcamp. And I don't care if they're a major band or a DIY underground band or uh, punk band, not even a band Ghost Cult would cover. Drop your comments and links to your bands and the bands you love on Bandcamp Friday. We support that shit. All right, moving along. 
Corey Taylor. What does Corey Taylor think? You know what Corey Taylor thinks? Corey Taylor, uh, we, we, we talked about him last week. He signed a brand new record deal for his solo career. He's got another, he's got a, probably a new song coming soon. Slipknot's doing a bunch of touring and festivals. Corey's already done recording his brand new album that's going to come out for his new label, BMG. And I believe they have Alice in Chains and a few other bands. Um, and Corey was saying, not only did Slipknot want to get away from Roadrunner for the longest time, because Slipknot was part of Roadrunner until just last month for their entirety of their career, and now they're free agents. He felt like they didn't even promote his solo album very well. And he's like, you know, I'm a big star, and they didn't seem to put any energy behind my album. So Corey Taylor thinks that Roadrunner kind of stiffed him, which is some sour grapes, and you know, maybe it's legit. Again, Slipknot does have a secret, complete record they're threatening to put out this year. I would have thought they would have put it out the day after uh, the day after their contract was over. Uh, you know, Slipknot could uh, afford printing and merch, and you know, they put out new merch basically every couple of weeks. <clears throat> the Murder Base. I do. I'll get. Uh, I'm going to get to that question next. Murder Base from Sasha on. Oh, I believe on Facebook. I know that Kate Bush, by the way, I'm the biggest Pink Floyd fan as much as I'm a metal guy. And, you know, everybody, if you're watching this on the bigger broadcast, you see my my vest. And I've been in a metal fan all my life. I, Pink Floyd is my favorite band ever. And I worship the altar of David Gilmore. I know he discovered Kate Bush. I think she sang back up also on his second solo record, the self-titled David Gilmore album, Not About Face. But uh, Piercing Metal is here. It's the morning, and I'm online in the middle of the night. I'm sure he thinks I'm out of my mind. But as soon as this broadcast is over, I'm going to sleep. So, literally, I'm not going to even do another thing. I'm going to turn this broadcast off in about 10 more minutes, and I'm going to bed. But it's just been a weird night, Ken. Go follow Piercing Metal on social media. Go check out his website, Piercing Metal. He's the man. <clears throat> but, yeah, Corey Taylor, uh, eternally pissed at Roadrunner. And uh, throwing darts on his way out the door from that label. Will Haven, Will Haven, red alert, y'all. Will Haven is back. They've been you know, threatening. They've been in the studio. They said they made new music. So they put out a brand new single yesterday, Five of Fire, from their upcoming new album. Uh, influencers to many bands, certainly influential to Deftones. They were kind of peers, but Will Haven might have started a little bit before them or made it a little bit before them. Sort of post-hardcore, you know, not quite metalcore, but definitely post-hardcore. And uh, some of those guys have gone on to different interesting bands. So super cool that Five of Fire is out. And then speaking of Will Haven, I don't, this is not possible. You could not know this, but Court Order, who's one of our favorite hardcore bands, is dropping a new single today, which is a cover of... Carpe Diem by Will Haven. And I think that's coming on uh, New Noise, according to this graphic. So very cool that Court Order is is getting a shout out in uh, New Noise. And look out for that track. I'm excited. I love me some covers. Appreciate <laughs> uh, It's a totally reasonable time here. I'm sure it's a very reasonable time for all our people in the UK and everywhere else in the world. Uh, Netherlands, where we started. Uh, Germany, where we have a few writers. Scandinavia, where we know a few folks who cover stuff for us. And everywhere else. So to answer your question, I want to get back to you. Uh, I gave this advice right before you came on the murder base. Uh, and um, so there is an, a, a page on our website about 
the about page, which has literally a way to send us music, an email address. Please don't send files attached to an email. It's old fashioned. Send us your Bandcamp links or, you know, a code or, you know, someplace where your music lives. And what I always say, you know, I've worked a lot in the music industry in, in addition to being a journalist. And I am a professional marketer and social media expert and digital marketing expert. So I do, I have taught classes on how to make it as a band and how to give advice to underground bands. And what I always say is if your record is already out, it's probably too late to get covered by the major metal websites and blogs because the crush of new music is so much. I'm going to run down the list of what came out today and psh, it'll blow your mind. That being said, if your music's already out, I, I, I get a thousand emails a day. I do try to listen to pitches and underground music. If you've got a professional publicist that I have a relationship with, I'm much more apt and much more likely to listen and check out your stuff. But if you don't and you're doing it very DIY, send it anyway. Send it through the proper channels. Ask for what you want. Hey, I have this band. This is our genre. Here are some bands we like or we are like. And here's some music you can listen to. And here's our links to all our stuff, our artwork, a photo of us, our social media, whatever. And if I have time, I will honestly check it out and find some way to acknowledge that it's hard. And there's a lot of people sending me, and I sent you 10 emails. You shouldn't send me 10 emails. You should send two or three. And if I can't respond, I can't respond. It's really hard to do this stuff. We make so much content. We do so much stuff. We did 600 album reviews last year, and the machinery of the music industry is hard. And it's never, it's ever present. It's constant, right? It's constantly new albums, new bands getting signed. But if you got a DIY band, what should you do? I think what we're going to do here at Ghost Cult in June, we've been talking about this for a while. I'm going to resurrect some of the seminars that I used to teach in music marketing for bands. And we're going to just make free like YouTube videos and TikTok videos and Instagram shorts or reels or whatever they are now, and just share free advice on all the things to get your band out there, not just with our website, but others. So yeah, check we have, and, and if you're on, you're on Instagram right now, there's a link in our bio. And if you scroll all the way down past all the news stories, there's a link in our bio. I understand also like a lot of times I'll just get a, a messages from bands that have nothing to do with what we cover. So like, you know, if you, and we're pretty broad, com, you know, comparatively to other websites. But some stuff is just not appropriate for us. And so, like, I'm not going to get to listen to that. It's not in my wheelhouse or it's not what we do. And, you know, if it is in our wheelhouse, you have a shot. And, you know, if you ask nicely, also, we are like a band, a small business. Follow us, support us, pop up on our live streams, conversate with us, you know, show you are following us and you care about us. Nickel Set Jack is here. What up? I see you. I, I never see you on Instagram. I always see you on Twitter, my homie. I hope you're having a good day. Caligram is here. We are fans of that band. You should all be following them. Everybody on here should be following Caligram, one of the most killer bands of 2023. But yeah, that's in a nutshell, Murder Base. I hope that helps. And um, again, every website probably has like a contact us or about us. Either check our link tree or check the about page on ghostcultman.com for how to send us music. And and you can mention that you were on this live stream and we conversated and, hey, uh, you know, I'm Keefe and, uh, you know, we'll try to check it out if we can. It's not a promise of a review. It's really hard. And I have bands that, you know, also like be realistic. If you're just starting out, it's going to be hard for you to get covered. Decibel covers like almost no unknown bands, very few. 
But Bandcamp itself also has a blog and people you can message about your music if you have a Bandcamp page. So those are opportunities. Uh, I'm going to move this along because I feel like I'm going to pass out soon. Uh, I have to get up for work in five hours. Anyway, um, Poppy is back. She re-signed to Sumerian Records last month and dropped a new single. And she has a brand new cover of Kitty's early single, Spit, from their first album. And it is killer. She's screaming her head off. You know, Poppy goes back and forth between like genre blending, dance music, rap, rapping, metal. And this cover is awesome. I'm a big Kitty fan. So uh, I'm very excited to see Kitty next weekend uh, at Sick New World Festival. We'll talk about that next week. But Poppy, back with a new one. This is the new album cover from Foxjaw, Not Very Nice Cream. They dropped a new single, Ice Cream Witch. But instead of like Sandwich, it's Witch Like a Witch. And uh, Killer Band, uh, we've been following them for a long, long time. And I'm very excited for this new album. And I love this album cover. It's just creepy. It's just so creepy and unnerving. So, um, all right, cool. Mention that in your, you know, if you have a bio about your band, that should be in it. They've already been featured in Decibel and Metal Hammer Magazine. Uh, but yeah, do those things. Do all the things. It's 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 so hard out there. And we do we do try to help some underground PR and, and DIY people too. Yeah, I don't know. I moved from the East Coast of America to the West Coast and I thought somehow it would help me beat the space-time continuum. And uh, it hasn't. But uh, yeah. I got to visit someday. It's on the bucket list to go to New Zealand and Australia. But uh, Foxjaw, new album. A lot A lot of, you're going to, the next section here is a bunch of new stuff coming out, right? So here's a bunch of new bands uh, if you're fans of the Gaslight Anthem, I'm a big Brian Fallon fan and Gaslight Anthem fan. They put out their first new song in nine years, Positive Charge. I don't know if this means they're going to put out a new album soon. If you're watching this on the bigger stream, there's a photo of them sitting. It's like very, uh, very reminiscent of the infamous, uh, minor threat photo, porch photo, right? The very infamous punk rock photo of those guys sitting together on a, on a stoop. But, uh, I'm excited. I love this song, and I, I would love a whole new Gaslight Anthem song. But those guys can honestly tour behind all their previous music and, you know, still make it. Almost done. Ghost. This is Ghost without any makeup or you know, no makeup and no costumes. Won a Swedish Grammy. And they better watch their back. I'm just kidding. But they won the Grammy for Best Metal Performance in Sweden. And here's who they beat out. Amana Marth, Arch Enemy, Ghost, they won. Halo Effect, Killer, and Watain. They're not careful. Watain or Amana Marth might kick their ass. Uh, Halo Effect will buy them a beer. And Arch Enemy probably just take them out for a nice meal. So, yep. Isaiah Mitchell or Isaiah Michael. I'm sorry. I can't. My my phone with TikTok is like far across the room and I can barely see without my glasses. So sorry about that. But yeah, thanks for being here. Whoever's still watching this somehow. I'm going to persevere. We've got a few more of these. Poison Idea. I recently interviewed the infamous legendary lead vocalist of Poison Idea, Jerry A. They put a new version of their song, The Badge Out for Record Store Day, which I got a copy of, and they just put out this demo record again with their frequent collaborator, American Leather Records. And they put out this Young Lords, which was their very first 
demo recordings. So this is super cool. I think there's an exclusive vinyl version, and you can check that out at either Poison Ideas Socials or American Leather. And maybe we'll link our interview with Jerry A in the video or the description. Definitely worth hearing if you're interested in politics, hardcore punk, Portland, Oregon, the, you know, police. Uh, it's wild. Um, most people know that song, The Badge, because Pantera covered it on the Crow soundtrack. But it is one of the best punk songs ever. Anthrax is in the studio. If you haven't seen over my shoulder, my back patch is Anthrax. I'm from the Bronx, New York, where two members of Anthrax are from, including my bass hero, Frankie Bello. Anthrax is in LA right now tracking new music, perhaps for a new album, perhaps for a new EP or singles. Uh, Scott, Charlie Benante, and Frank are in the studio with Jay Rustin, their producer. He's also produced Corey Taylor and a bunch of other bands, Steel Panther, a bunch of bands. And uh, apparently later in the year, John Denai and Joey Belladonna will put down their parts and hopefully we'll get a new Anthrax release of some shape and form in 2024. I'm super stoked for it. It's been a long time. Been a long time since For All Kings. It's time for a new record. This is Three Teeth. Three Teeth is a killer band. They had a killer album a couple of years ago. They just dropped a new single and announced their new album. Their new single is called Merchant of the Void. They are still signed to Century Media Records. They're going to have a brand new album coming soon. Very excited for that. There's a whole bunch of new stuff coming from all these bands. Last week, we talked about Ministry is playing a brand new song on their tour, and they're going to announce a new album soon. Scar Symmetry came back from out of nowhere. They dropped a new song this week. I'm going to butcher this. Chrononautilus? Chrononautilus is the new music video and single. And they have a new album coming out. Their seventh, The Singularity Phase 2 Xenotaph through Nuclear Blast in June. So very excited to have that band back. Swedish, progressive, melodic, death metal. You can throw all the titles in front of them. Darkness Everywhere from the Bay Area, made up of members of different bands, including Like This City and producer Zach Oren, dropped a brand new single, The Glow of Haunted Existence. They're a killer band. I saw them play. Um, when did I see them play? L earlier, late last year at Bottom of the Hill here in San Francisco. They were supporting. They were, or maybe it was last summer. My memory is failing. It was uh, supporting uh, Darkest Hour. And they are a killer band. And uh, I think they're promising a new full length record later this year or early next year from their own Creator Destructor Records, which is a cool label. Uh, Super 7 Toys, you know, we're big fans of all the toys and geek stuff. No spoilers. Guardians of the Galaxy is out today. I need to go see it. Uh, Super 7 is putting out new Dio reaction figure. Uh, I'm sorry, putting out new Devo reaction figures. They have a Dio on already. And uh, I just want to share, I have my, just happen to have my, D, one of my Devo Funkos here. I saw Devo a couple of years ago on my uh, 49th birthday in LA and they were amazing. They're doing kind of a, also a farewell couple of years, occasional dates of a tour. So see them, see your heroes. If there's a band you ever wanted to see and you were like, oh, I'll catch them next time, go see them now because it's so hard right now for touring. And a lot of these bands are, you know, either breaking up, passing away or not touring anymore soon. So you're seeing a lot of farewell tours. Skinny Puppy is on their farewell tour. I think I missed them doing something else. I might have been out of town. See your bands. Here's New Music Friday. So it's Bandcamp Friday. It's New Music Friday. 
We do a preview video every week of New Music Friday, and it's not everything coming out, but it's like the essentials. So I just want, you know, just on this artwork here, the new on Earth today, Kills, brand new Haunt record. I was just listening to it on my way home from the L7 show. Drain has a new album today. And let's just run through really quick. Blood Ceremony, Killer, Psych Rock, Occult Rock. If you love Ghost and bands like Ghost is trying to be, Blood Ceremony is the band Ghost wishes they could be. Death Stars has a comeback album, Industrial Rock. Death Goals, kind of chaotic, avant-garde, hardcore band. Drain, of course, we mentioned. Galactic Empire, right in time for... Coltane is here, right in time for May the 4th and the uh, Return of the Jedi. Galactic Empire has a new album out. I'm going to try to interview those guys next week. In Fear has a new record. Jamie Lenman has kind of a folk alternative rock album. Therapy is back. The Great Therapy is back with Hard Cold Fire on Marshall Records. Tigers of Pantang, the classic new wave of British heavy metal band, is back. Trevor's Head is a cool psychedelic rock band. We premiered their video. Undead is a cool horror punk death metal band. On Earth, we mentioned the Casey Strain is next week. So that's all the records we kind of covered this week. And that's not even everything. Gloomy Lights Photography is here. Best of luck at Desert Fest. Love. Have a great time. Be safe. I got to loop you in with uh, Duncan Evans over email. I know it's late to do that, but uh, enjoy yourself and have a great time. And I think one of my homies who sometimes shoots for Ghost Cult is also going to be there for himself. Uh, Dante from Useless Rebel will be in the pit with you. Look for the guy with Prince tattoos all over his body. Not joking. Uh, anyway, we're almost done with this live stream, and then I'm going to go collapse into my bed and get up for work in five hours. I don't know what I'm doing. Here we go, the mailbag. Uh, everybody knows I'm a huge fan of sleep, and on 420, there was a bunch of brands doing sales because of 420 and weed, and so Third Man Records is the record label of sleep, and they were having a sale, a clearance sale at their site, and I got... In on the sale for dirt cheap money. And I got this awesome sleep beanie. Look at this beautiful green sleep beanie. Have you ever noticed the sleep logo is like the E's are like two eyes that are like weeded out, like sleepy from weed? I just noticed that today. But uh, yeah, uh, even though I live in California, I live in Northern California where it's often chilly and it's been chilly and rainy most of this year. And so I wear beanies still, even though I'm out here and you would think it's hot and this town is not hot, but if you go anywhere else in the Bay Area, it's very hot. So I think I got this sleep hat that's awesome. I love the bright green. It's time for a change of pace. I have enough black, although granted I will wear stop wearing black when uh, they make a blacker black. And I think I got this sheet of stickers for like literally two bucks. Maybe I'll give some of them away in our contest. Ah, yes. The Dope Smoker sticker sheet. Look at this beauty. Maybe I'll give these away as part of our contest. If anybody enters the contest with the hashtag Doom Metal or Stoner Doom, maybe you will be the recipient of these. Because I have literally three copies of every sleep record and all kinds of other crap. And I think that's it for that. And then, you know, just as a bonus, I ordered something else recently. Wall of Sound PR is here. What's up, Wall of Sound? Good to see you. So in addition to that sleep merch for 420, I don't know if you're familiar with the author of music books, Dan Ozzy. Dan Ozzy's an L.A. area guy. He's written a couple of books. He uh, is especially known for his book with Laura Jane Grace about her transition, but he's also famous for his book about the 1990s uh, 
feeding frenzy after Nirvana got big. All the record label sharks trying to sign up every alternative and punk rock band. And so his book Sellout is hugely influential to me. It came out a couple of years ago. And so you, I'm, I sign up for his newsletter, which you should, if you have a band, by the way, screw social media, work on your newsletter. And so I ordered these little, this is hilarious. So uh, Dan, and he put, you know, he put together like a little zine, a little, a little book called Where It All Went Wrong. This was like about two years ago. This is really cool. It was maybe like five bucks. And then he did a, um, a book of new metal haikus. I think it's like literally the lyric, new metal poetry, Nuki Kaur, in the style of modern haikus on the internet. I'm going to read one. I'm just going to open to a random page and read a haiku. Oh, Limp Bizkit, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Not very poetic. Rolling, 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 rolling. All right. Let's find another one. I hope there's something better in here than Limp Biscuit, but let's find out. Oh, here we go. This is Bodies by Drowning Pool. Are they new metal? I'm not sure. Uh, one, nothing wrong with me. Two, nothing wrong with me. Three, nothing wrong with me. Four, nothing wrong with me. One, something's got to give. Two, something's got to give. Three, something's got to give. Now, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Alrighty. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of value in this, but I thought it was hilariously funny. And uh, he printed these up. It's actually a beautiful little book. And maybe I'll give this away also. Because, yeah. Uh, Down with the sicknesses in here. OMG. Again, not what I think of when I think of poetry. Evanescence. <laughs> Wake me up inside, save me, call my name, and save me from the dark. Awesome. We just did an actual entire uh, retrospective on Fallen by Evanescence. It was the 20th anniversary. So, okay, that's the show. <laughs> Ice Nerve Shatter is here. Let the bodies hit the floor. Dan Ozy, look him up, follow his tweets, check out his website, sign up for his newsletter. He is as brilliant a music writer as there is. I aspire to be as smart and cool as that guy. And that is the show. It is 3.58 a.m. I have done an hour and 11 minutes of this show, and I am headed to bed. As we say every week at this juncture of the show, thanks for being here. I'm Keefe. We are ghostcultmag.com. Follow us at ghostcultmag on all the socials. Check us out. We put out content every day, shorts, long videos, snippets of our interviews, podcasts, long-form interviews with bands you probably care about across different genres of hard music. And, you know, it's our joy to do this, to uplift bands and support them and occasionally talk about some butt rock bands and make fun of them. But mostly we keep it serious here. And uh, as we say it every week at this juncture of the show, it's a tough time in the world. So please take care of yourselves. Take care of everyone and your friends and stay as metal as humanly possible. I'm off to bed. Good night and peace.